What a disgrace and a disgustable mess you are. What have you done this time? Just like you tell me, Mommy. Say, Lazy Jack, I carry it home carefully in my hand. The dumb. Oh, Lazy Jack, say to Mommy, you have the brain of a bruffle sprout. Now you're supposed to put it in a bowl. Oh, say, Lazy Jack, put it in a bowl. I go, I go and take, I take the bowl with me next time, Mommy. So he take a little bowl with him next time, but there ain't no work at the restaurant. He get job back at the farmhouse, bailing hay. At the end of the day, he done real good. And for his pay, they give him a great big kitty cat to chase the mice away. Oh boy, oh boy, say lazy Jack, my mommy gonna be so proud of me for to get kitty cat for to chase the mouse away. Let's see, I got, I got to scoose it in this bowl. <laughs> I, I do not see how I'm, I, I do not see how I'm going to scoose this pussums into this bowl, but... But he tried to scoose the pussum cat into the bowl, but pussum not want to be scoosed into the bowl. And go meow and scratch him on the hands. He dropped the bowl, and the bowl shatter upon the ground, and he kiss him and get away. Then Lazy Jack mommy see him come up the driveway with a cat scratch on the hands and the buffed bowl. Her say, Lazy Jack, what have you done this time? If just like you tell me, mommy, say Lazy Jack, I tried to put the pussum in the bowl, but he not want to go into the bowl. Oh, Lazy Jack, say to mommy. You got the brain of a roast beet. You're supposed to tie string around and bring home a long behind of you. Oh, say lazy jack. I go and write this down. <laughs> tie string around and bring home a long behind of me. He put the note in his pocket. Well, next day, he get work back at the restaurant again. At the end of the day, they give him a nice big roast stuffed turkey for to take home. Okay, go get out. Let's check my note here. Say, Lazy Jack, let's see. Um, <clears throat> tie string around and bring home a long behind of me. Yeah, well, okay. And he tied the string around and he dragged the turkey home along behind of him through the village streets. Hunkety, bunkety, hunkety, bunkety. <laughs> the turkey get filthified. And all the meat get worn off the bones. And by the time he get to the house, ain't nothing but a bunch of filthified turkey bones at the end of a string. Oh, Lazy Jack, say to Mommy, what have you done this time? Why are you drag filthified turkey bone from the end of a string? If right here I have take dictatable from your very own face upon this paper here, say, tie stringy round and bring home along behind of me, say Lazy Jack. Oh, Lazy Jack, say to Mommy, you got, you got the brain of a bungalbee. You both to carry it home on your shoulder. Oh, say Lazy Jack. Okay, I'm going to carry it home on my shoulder. <laughs> Next day he go to work, but there ain't no work at the village inn. Ain't no work at the farmhouse. But lucky, the king himself needs some temporary serfs and servitudes, and he give Jack a job sweeping out the stable. Now, this king have a only beautiful daughter with a long, long, beautiful goldified hairs and jewels and stuff. Her live in a tall, tall tower. But the princess was miserable. Her spend the whole day snuffling into her little princessly hanky. <laughs> Die, miserable, say the princess. Now what's the matter with you, say the king. You're a beautiful princess with a long, long goldified hair and the jewels. What is the matter with you? <laughs> Die, miserable, say the princess. Her snuffle into her little monogram princessly hanky. <laughs> well, the king, he not know what to do. He have the juggler than the clown for who come in and do tricks for her and squeak the little clowny noses. <laughs> but the more they tell the joke and squeak the clowny nose, <laughs> the more the princess sob into her little princessly hanky. Die, <laughs> miserable, said the princess. <laughs> yeah, the poor king, he not know what to do. 
He advertise it far and wide, whoever shall make the princess laugh shall have her hand in marriage. Well, about this time, Lady Jackie finished sweeping out the stable. The king, he real please and give him a donkey for to take home. Boy, oh boy, say Lady Jackie, look at this. This would be a kingly donkey. Look at this kingly donkey I got. Let's see, I go, I go carry it home on my shoulder. I do not see how I am going to get this donkey on my shoulder. It is more bigger than I would be. But he tried. Finally, he somehow mm, he lifted the donkey up on his shoulder, and he staggered to and fro, trying to bow off the donkey, kick all four legs up in the air, and bray, staggering, cursing down the road, kicking up the dust, and Princess happened to gaze out the window as he staggered by and her begin to laugh. <laughs> the sound of the princessly laughter echoed down the castle corridor, and the king come running, he stick his head out. Ooh, there is that lad that have sweep out the stable. What a fine young man. He shall have your hand in marriage. And they were married, you know, the very next day, and everybody in the village come. Lazy Jack's mommy come. Oh, Lazy Jack, say to mommy, you got the brain of a genie. I always knew you would amount to something. What a good, good boy you are. And Lazy Jack, he's so rich now, he never have to work again. That's right, because when you are rich, it's just fine to be lazy. And the moral of this story is, always, always do. Exactly like what your mommy say. <laughs> and that's all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's true. You have to do what your mommy say. Mm. Let's see. What will we do next? Um. I know. <clears throat> Shh. Sleeping beastly. <laughs> Shh. Time for sleeping beastly. Once upon a time, a queen gave birth to a little baby girl. And so beautiful of the baby girl that the king and queen invite the 17 good fairies to the christening. And each one of the good fairies give the baby a name. They name her honesty, bravery, cleverness, decency, vigor, politeness, obedience, gratitude, health, wealth, royalty, grace, faith, loyalty, duty, and beauty, and cutie pie. <laughs> But they called her beauty for short. Which was just as well, in my opinion, they had a for short for to call her by. Otherwise, even for to introductify her at a party would be to bore you to tears with no kind left for the conversationables. Her growed up to be a beautiful princess. And one day her was walking through the forest, trying to find some, some, some wild broccolis, her favorite vegetable. When all of a sudden her hear a tremulating sound. Well, all the little furry forest amunals freak out. And the bird go, twerp, sheeple, bonk their heads on the trees and stuff. But beauty is not afraid because bravery is her middle name. <laughs> well, it's one of her middle names anyway. So, so through the forest her go, her go, until her come to a great big magical hedge all made of broccolis. Ooh, look at that magical hedge of broccolis, say beauty. I go snag me off a piece. But from behind of the hedge come the tremulating sound. <laughs> nah. Nah. Oh, Ig, say beauty, maybe I should stand up on tippy-toe, see what make this disgustifying sound. <laughs> so standy up on tippy-toe her do, and there Ig is a great big on the other side, uglify, nassify, snaggletooth, big-footed, great sleeping beastly, all covered with fur, <laughs> like a big unflatable rug. <laughs> oh, Ig, say beauty, this is most disgustifying beastly that never I see. I go home right away. But by accidental, when her turn around, her snag off little piece of broccoli, snick. 
and no sooner did her snag off the piece of broccoli than sleeping beastly wake up, and drawing himself to his full height, which was a full height indeed, I might add, he say, Who dare buff my broccoli? No, excuse me, say beauty, certainly it was an accident. If I had known it, certainly I would have been much more silent, say the beast. Penalty for snag off the broccoli is death. Oh, oh dear, oh dear, say, say beauty, certainly if I had known the penalty was death, I would have been much more careful. But <laughs> Silence, say the beast. Furthermore, you have awoke sleeping beastly from afternoon nap. Penalty for awake sleeping beastly from nap is also death. You shall die twice. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, say beauty, certainly nobody would have told me this. I would have been much, much more careful, certainly if I had known the penalty. Silence, say the beast. Worst of all. You have interruptified sleeping beastly dream, in which I was a beautiful buffter fly, flapping amongst the gloxinias. <laughs> Penalty for a wrecked dream like that is big death. You die thrice. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Say beauty, there must be some kind of misunderstanding because it was not posted the penalty. There was no silence, say the beast. <laughs> now, however, did I have laid beastly eyes upon you, I can see you are the most beautiful princess that never I see. Therefore, in consideration of good looks, I will not kill you even once. <laughs> Instead, you shall live as my prisoner in yon enchanted castle on the hill. If you need anything, just clap your hand three times. Now follow the dancing furniture and go to your room. <laughs> and sure enough, there on the path was a couple lamps and tables and chairs and a bathtub doing the lambada. So her followed them up the path to the castle on the hill, up the castle steps, down the long corridor, down to a beautiful chamber full of chandeliers and bonbons and jewels and wigs and gowns. Hey, check this out, say beauty. Not so bad for her to be a prisoner here. Her start to try on the jewels and the gowns and stuff.